Welcome back to the Flix Forecast. I am Lee. And I'm James. We're so excited after watching The Marine that we had to go straight into The Marine 2 for the first time ever yeah. in the history of this podcast. We went straight to the sequel. Yeah. So Marine 2, as you just said in your little intro to our episode there, quite different circumstances this film was made under. Certainly seems to be in that... Yeah. We don't know much about it yet, and the poster doesn't give us an awful lot to go on. Not an awful lot. It looks like, I think, from doing an initial bit of reading, this one never got a theatrical release. Mm. It was done on a lower budget, and although I don't know Ted DiBiase, Mm. um, from what you were saying, he was never that, never really that big a name in wrestling. So again, John Cena, I don't watch wrestling, but I've heard of him. This guy I'd never heard of before, yeah. Yeah, I think straight off the bat, the, the, the most noticeable thing about the Marine 2 is, of course, John Cena's not in it, who is definitely mm, WWE's biggest star of the last 15 years right. or so. Uh, when you had guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock sort of either retire or move on to other things. Well, in The Rock's case, Hollywood, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So I guess to some extent, John Cena is known... <laughs> There you go, yeah. Maybe he's not quite the household name, but he's all, almost a household name. So I guess by the time they came to make The Marine 2, which from what we've learned so far was released straight to DVD in 2009. Right. And probably shot in the previous weeks to <laughs> December 2009. <laughs> yeah. John Cena's been replaced with Ted DiBiase Jr. So you, you said his dad was a big draw. Dad, his dad, Ted DiBiase, also known as the Million Dollar Man, right? Very, very, very famous wrestler, probably one of the biggest stars of the '80s, uh, early '90s. I mean, he was getting up there around about early '90s. So the Million Dollar sti- Man, yeah, but he was still a big deal around the early '90s, also. But in the '80s, I, I can remember the first time I started watching professional wrestling was when I was about ten years old, mm-hmm. and this this was around the end of the '80s, and. It was all about Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. He was such a... There you go. James has just looked him up. Yeah. Uh, he was such a dastardly villain. Look at the jackets for like yeah. dollars uh, on the lapel. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think his gimmick was, James? Um... Would he throw money? Well, I think he would, actually. Um, he would offer money to his opponents as opposed to just wrestling him sometimes. <laughs> So like the lesser known wrestlers, yeah. like, look, pal, look, here's a couple of hundred. Just just take a hike, would you? Or I think sometimes he would also issue challenges to people in the audience. Right. I think there was one really mean scene of him taking like a little boy from the, the audience and saying, uh-huh. look, kid, I'll give you 500 bucks if you can bounce this ball nonstop without uh, this basketball without making a mistake for like 30 seconds and the little boy's like oh sure mister and he gets his he also had a manservant called right. Virgil and they're like oh yeah keep it up kid keep it up kid. 10 9 8 and on like 4 or 3 like his manservant Virgil just whips the basketball out from under him <laughs> he's like ha 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 too bad there kid you learned a valuable lesson more valuable than 500 bucks today Never trust anyone. <laughs> Things like that. I like, yeah, I like the sound of this. He was guy, a great yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, could go on all day. So he, was, he was a villain. Yeah. Right. 
and you know money being his his big gimmick right, right. he was the million dollar man yeah he made his own championship belt which was apparently encrusted with diamonds i saw that yeah yeah it's called the million dollar championship i don't know why he didn't obviously didn't fight for it he just yeah. made his own championship it's like <laughs> look how valuable this is it's way more valuable than any of these other belts you're competing for <laughs> it's my belt but you, know, you could go on about ted dibiase the million dollar man all day but that's a bit of background because it's quite relevant because we get to Ted DiBiase Jr., his mm-hmm. son, who had a brief stint, yeah, pretty brief stint in professional wrestling, really. Because right. doesn't seem to look all that much like his dad. No, he doesn't really, yeah. does he? Yeah, he's a lot taller and a lot more sort of like athletic and mm-hmm. sort of that sort of all-American look to him. Mm-hmm. But I guess to be fair to his old man, his, his old man by the time his old man got really famous, he was he was pushing mid forties by that stage. Right. So I remember watching WWE around about the time the Marine Two came out, and mm-hmm. I would just kind of occasionally watch the show. I wasn't fully into it because anyone who watches wrestling knows very well that the shows are so long and like it's hard really? to watch a two or three hour show once once a week two or three hours with how many fights yeah, maybe five six okay if you're lucky right but i can remember around 2009 ish sort of occasionally watching it and then one day this guy showed up ted dibiase ted dibiase so wow he's had some work done he looks great <laughs> he looks 30 years younger and I was like oh it's Ted DiBiase Jr apparently when they chose him for this role in the Marine 2 yeah. he'd only been with the WWE for about a year or so All or right. a couple of years at yeah. best Yeah. so he was pretty fresh faced Yeah. and I wasn't watching a lot of wrestling until again until about 2013 or something like that Right. and he'd gone by then so he came and went really yeah and I, I gotta say from what I did the limited pieces I did see of Ted DiBiase Jr.'s work in the WWE like it was, it was alright yeah but he wasn't what was his gimmick was, what was his gimmick I don't know I, he didn't really I couldn't remember a, a really strong gimmick from him I know at one point they did slap his old man's gimmick on him to, right. I guess to try and make him more interesting yeah and that must suck right when you've got oh. a really famous dad and you're trying not to be, you know, compared to him all the yeah. time. And you got the same name, for yeah. goodness sake. Which makes it a bit tricky. And then you're going yeah. to the same business, which again makes it quite tricky. They're like, so you're Ted DiBiase. You're also a wrestler. We've got to use some of your old man stuff. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I, I think they gave him the million dollar championship. And I think the story was he's been given his dad's championship and he can challenge people for that. And he's inherited his, all his dad's like trust funds. So he's like, right. it's like, oh, he's just so lucky and you know yeah he was a bit bland obviously a very like athletic guy yeah big dude and everything but just didn't seem to be very charismatic so this is an interesting choice to make him the star of yeah the sequel of what for a long time the marine was wwe's most successful movie it made them profit yeah i'm nothing staggering but they Mm. made they seem to make like seven or eight million dollars profit off a movie that cost them like 20 million to make yeah and fair play it's fun it is it's really good fun and that's so that's why we chose to watch the marine yeah. 2 next now getting into predictions for this we've got um there's no how is that poster, james it is so ted do you think he's called ted in the movie because john cena's called john in the marine oh isn't yeah he? yeah oh imagine i don't know corporal ted Oh, it just doesn't have Yeah, it doesn't much a ring, does it? Yeah. Ted DiBiase, he is wearing, I guess, combat fatigues? Yeah. He's jumping backwards, it Yeah. Looks, but firing to whatever it is he's jumping away from. Um, he's holding his handgun, and he's screaming. I get, ah! Yeah. Or as you pointed out, 
Hopefully he's going, ooh, but I don't think he is. <laughs> oh, my leg, oh, my leg. Then that's kind of it. Then in front of that, Ted DiBiase, The Marine 2. But this is the first one, as we said last week with, uh, or last time, this, this is when the taglines start. Yeah, so we've got a little bit to go on here. A trip to paradise became a mission only a Marine could handle. Ooh. Holiday, I guess. I guess, yeah. Because even if he knows fatigues. Yeah. So hmm. he's going somewhere, it can't be work. If he's a Marine and he went somewhere beautiful, they wouldn't say it was a trip to paradise. That would be really misleading. But John Cena took being a Marine very, very seriously too, right? He was You'd the best. like, yeah, I'm a Marine. One, One of the best. best. But even John Cena, as serious as he was, he didn't wear fatigues. Well, he got, well, he got discharged, didn't he? That's right, yeah. But do you think Ted John Cena's discharged? <laughs> You think Ted DiBiase takes being a Marine so seriously he even wears his uniform on holiday? Surely, yeah. surely not. He's, he's constantly in his uniform, yeah. Or he at least brings it with him, just in case. Just that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, action could happen at any minute. Action, chin, chin. Above him is an American flag. It's old glory. Yeah. Which, it's not on fire, is it? No, you can't burn the flag. Oh, no, no, no. But it, for a second there, I'm looking like, yeah, there's fire and stuff sort of mixed fire. in there. Well, yeah, there's a lot of explosions. Mm. There's a, a boat exploding. There is... Oh, there is too. It's very small, but at the bottom left yeah. of the poster, there's a little boat okay, exploding. In the, the mid-right, there's a building on fire. So we're guaranteed action. Oh, and actually, now you can begin to see like this. I hope we're going to get action in the yeah. Marine too. We're getting... Um, You can see now there are palm trees there, eh? Oh, you can. Yeah. So... I don't know, Hawaii or something, I wonder. Would you say that there will be trouble in paradise? Oh, darn tootin'. There will be, yeah. I think it's going to be, the trouble will be so intense that it's something only a marine could handle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the poster, So we got, in, a, in a nutshell. So what we could... There's yeah, not much to it. To predict, well, yeah, I predict, there's, I predict that he's a marine. I predict that... <laughs> really? Yeah, I predict that he goes on vacation. I'm, I'm still not totally sure about that, but... Anyway, he goes to Hawaii, I guess. The, so the last one was a dual thief, right? Which we yeah. didn't see coming. Yeah. So this time... <laughs> did not see that coming. He goes to Hawaii and it's... Cattle thief. Cattle thief. <laughs> There's cattle rustlers here in Hawaii. <laughs> Unless you've gone for like a kind of more intellectual bent and actually he goes to Hawaii and then he finds out that he's being uh, blackmailed. Oh. By a syndicated publication house. <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, well, I didn't see that coming. Like, they got me once with Jewel Thief and they caught me again with this. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it could be anything. Um, so where else is Paradise? There's, well, it could be South America. Probably lots yeah. of islands around there. And there's the danger around South America, isn't there? Yeah, Drug maybe that. It, yeah. You know what? Cuba. Yeah. Oh, well, Americans aren't allowed to go to Cuba. Oh. oh. Or are they now? This is 2009, so let's say not Cuba. Costa Rica? Puerto Rico. Yeah, you know what? Because there's drug cartels around yeah, South America. Yeah, that's it. Drug cartels. You know what? Drug cartels. Yeah. Drug cartel, stroke terrorist, stroke syndicated publication house. Stroke cattle thieves. Stroke cattle thieves. That's what we're up against. God, this, this is the toughest mission yet. Yeah. Especially because he's only had two that we know of. <laughs> the last one and then this one. The last one wasn't really a mission. Well, that's a good point. Do you think this is going to be a direct sequel or a standalone? Mm, we've changed the is guy. He's going to be standalone, eh? Marine, yeah. So do you think he's still going to be John... Tr was it John Triton? 
No, I don't think. I think it's this different. is different. Marine. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't mean he, he ain't no John Cena. No, I think he's Mike Speed. <laughs> Mike Speed. Yeah, I don't know. Just like it's a sort of you know basic name, like a tool. You just think, yeah, it's like <laughs> he's a man's name. He's a tool. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just didn't mean it like that. But I guess that could have been another way to look at it. But yeah, something like that. You know, like Jack Hammer. Yeah, we're clutching at straws, really trying to predict this because. It's such a again it's a very basic poster yeah. it's a little bit more complex than the original marine poster but, they, but just, there's still not much they're just thinking you know what you're getting just yeah. just rent this <laughs> please <laughs> yeah please that's what the blurb on the back of the dvd says please rent, rent this yeah, rent this please so dear listener we've decided to do this old style because there's not a lot to go on prediction wise for this this movie so James and I thought we'd get together, we'd watch this movie this afternoon, tell you how it all went in yeah. one episode. Yeah. Just like we did with the uh, the first few episodes we ever did. That's right. Without any further ado, it's time to watch The Marine 2. And now, a word from our sponsor. You see, I found a way to cook chicken deep down and get that real crispy crust that some folks like. It's just as tender and juicy, and I'll get it now. Denim, haircut, backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Folks, hi, this is Brent, town of country furniture. Folks, we're beating down the competition. You don't want me to sing to you, for Christ's sake. Most, most folks, most, most folks, most folks. Most folks, most folks. Right, once again. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. Folks, come on into town and country furniture and see this beautiful five-piece bedroom suit for only five ninety-nine. New shoes. So get yourself back to school with these tails. That's that's why that's why folks call it that's why folks call it finger licking good. That's why that's why folks call it finger licking good. Right, I'm not getting anywhere with this damn thing. Okay, fine. With lower prices here at Town and Country Furniture, come on in! Woo! Woo! Well, James, that was the Marine Two. It was, and it is a film. I'll give it that. Mm. Uh, it's not bad, but yeah, it's there's just not it's not much to it. It doesn't really catch your attention. It's nothing doing. No, the nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> yeah, who was that again? You get to have a J O B if you want to be Janet with Jackson. Me. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Ain't nothing much going on in this movie, really. No. You know, after watching The Marine and we were on such a heady high. Yeah, just fun, fun, fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say they captured lightning in a bottle, but hey. They did. They, did. they caught lightning in a bottle and this one, they just caught a little bit of crap in a bucket. <laughs> I, no, it's all right. It's like it's, it's just quite boring at points, which is disappointing, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit flat. <laughs> well, I don't think I need to say it's disappointing. No one ever says it's quite boring at points, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, it's a bit drab. Yeah. yeah, they've got a good blueprint here. Like, they know they're not making quality s- cinema. Mm-hmm. So, if they just don't take themselves very seriously and be a little bit tongue in cheek about things and just have enough charisma 
Yeah. yeah like John Cena had enough charisma to be like, ah, oh, you know what? This yeah. Is, this is all right. But in this case... The, the other thing is, like, like the Marine, it just starts, right? Yeah. But unlike the Marine, the Marine just starts and pretty much doesn't let up. This has a you know, kind of set piece that it opens with. Mm. And then just... It kind of wanders for the next 20 minutes or so. It is, about really, 20 so minutes, I counted. Yeah, it kicks up again around the th- half-hour mark when, yeah. he, when he dodges a rocket. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I guess we're jumping ahead here, but this one, I guess, easier to follow... Yeah, easier to describe in that it's not a lot to it. The Marine actually had so much going on that mm. we find it difficult to remember which with. bit. Yeah. yeah. This opens in on a scene... I think it's Thailand. Yeah, but it just says that the graphics to say Southeast Asia. Asia. I'm taken out of yeah. the film when that happens. It's like, yeah. oh, you can't even put it in a real location. Yeah. That's, I mean, going slightly off topic here, but that's kind of why I can never really get into a lot of the DC films mm-hmm. like Superman or Batman. Or, right. Because it's set in Gotham City or, you know, Metropolis. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, just. I don't know. Just yeah. being in a real setting, a real location, just I don't know, just makes it feel more real. Obviously, yeah, I yeah. like that. But Southeast Asia, I guess you're I, you're right. I never thought that before, but I don't. I've seen, yeah, I've seen all the recent Batman. In fact, I, I'm not a massive fan of Batman, but I must actually quite like it because I have seen Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rising. Yeah, those are the three, aren't they? Yeah, so I obviously do quite like it. But um, you're right. I always find it, it's a bit distancing that Gotham is kind of it's. Like it's, it's supposed to be Chicago, isn't it? I guess so. With yeah. the river running through yeah, it, yeah. And, you know. But I, I know when I got older, it's like, oh, you know, just call it Chicago. But that's part of the whole universe. And yeah. like, you can't. Well, it's Gotham City. Like, just set them in Scotland. Got some lovely places. We've got uh, Peebles, Auchinloch. <laughs> so they're in Southeast Asia. Yeah, and on a rooftop. But the good thing about being in Southeast Asia is there's just one random scene where as they're showing you the street scene there's a lady cooking yeah and all this thing was that's delicious yeah delicious what? Thai food and oh sorry Southeast Asian food that's right yeah pretty sure that kind of anywhere in Southeast Asia street food is almost food's always delicious good. yeah food's good yeah, yeah. so that yeah they're on a rooftop we've got our marine there and it's one of his buddies and they're on a mission but, uh, they're on a mission to take out cut- some kingpins yeah but then it seems like a guy that's even bigger than the guy they thought was going to be there yeah is there so then he shoots shoots one guy through the back and into the chest of the other guy doesn't he yeah he kills two with one shot two Pretty with cool. one shot he's a good he's a sniper that's yeah. right yeah so he does that and then while all this was happening while they were observing the, the kingpins mm. getting their delivery of guns a little boy wanders up to the roof where the two marine snipers yeah. are and as you pointed out, you're kind of like, oh, come on, kid. I don't know why you would have gone there. Like, yeah. the guys with guns down there, you just walked and seen another two big guys with guns here. Get the hell out of there, yeah. So he just hangs around? Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, after they, the Marines kill the two bad guys, all the lackeys start opening fire on them. And they've got a grenade launcher in there, and they're shooting grenades up onto the rooftop yep. at the Marines. And I wrote... some great CGI explosions. Yeah. Stupid kid gets killed by he does explosion. Yeah, and apparently, and this really affects. Ted. I want to say Ted. His name's Joe, isn't it? Joe. Yeah. yeah Joe. Another good, Joe. good American name. Joe. Joe. What? Joe Bucket. Joe Bucket. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Joe it? Linwood. Isn't Joe it? Linwood. That's right. It's yeah. Linwood. Ira also here. Stereotypical Middle Easterners are replaced with air quotes Southeast Asians. Yes. 
I mean, I, I guess it's one thing we can tip our hat to the Marine too is it didn't go for the obvious kind of um, stock gentlemen of Middle Eastern descent and then just, you know, not making them any kind of rounded human being and making him just an obvious bad guy. At least he didn't do that. It did it was just a different group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're in for diversity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, so... We, we, we'll, we'll stereotype anyone. So that's uh, apparently the, the, the scene that really affects Joe. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. And he gets back on the... He gets on the Skype, talks to his wife, mm-hmm. and says, uh, hey, good news, I'm coming home for, for a couple of weeks. Hey, <laughs> good news, the kid just died. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say that. She says, oh, I've got this... Oh, remember how I'm organizing this big event? I guess she's a PR manager. For Darren Cooper, is that Yeah, it? Darren yeah. Cooper. Uh, I said, well, he's opening up a new resort in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Southeast Asia seems like it's all happening. That's it. It's all happening. The yeah. great state of Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to be working there. Uh, so why don't we go there and, and hang out for two weeks? And he's like, oh, you know, I was really looking forward to coming home, but uh, grumble, grumble, whatever. And he says, really crap line, you're my home, baby. But he says it with even less enthusiasm than that. Yeah, he's just, he's serviceable in this role, but he's just, yeah, but he's just, just very wooden. It's very. Not, there's not a lot to him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wrote. Like she's, a, she's a decent actress. Yeah, yeah. Ro- she's a proper actress. Robin. Yeah. Wife, Robin, yeah. I just wrote, immediately I wrote here, well, Ted DiBiase doesn't have the acting or feet of John Cena. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Because nothing else, if you at least had the feet, you'd be like, well, it's good to see those tiny, tiny feet again. Yeah. So then we get to see them both flying on a little plane to this resort in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And Ted looks so bored to be going to this resort, doesn't he? He, he looks does, just, yeah. <laughs> he's just always got the same blank, dour expression on his yeah. face. And they're even like they're walking along the beach saying like, oh, it's so great to be here and it's just great to be with you again, Joe. And he's like... Your guess. <laughs> yeah, he's. It's not the life and soul of the party, you know. And when they're they're sort of, um, well, they're on the beach, you know, making out a little bit, and then suddenly the guy, her boss, is it Darren, Darren Cooper, comes Cooper, up with a, they're with, just directly behind them, like whoa, with a lackey and tool. Yeah, privacy, and, guys. Where do you guys is, come from? He's not a pleasant individual. No, I believe he's what they call a dick. He is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? It's like she introduces him and he just kind of goes, oh, you know, like as if like a teenage G.I. kid. Joe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. As if like a teenage kid or something like. Yeah. Um, What's this beef you know, with everything? You, you like this, don't you? You like us. Uh, uh. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. So she's his PR manager. Yes. Darren's PR manager. And she, you know, makes like, okay, so at six o'clock, you've got to be ready for the interview with uh, such and such newspaper before we, and you've got to quickly get ready for your presentation at seven. And he's like, uh, uh, it's a one presentation. Jesus. So fuck this guy. Oh, like, geez. The, um, this is, my, oh, this is my husband, Joe. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> The um, GI Joe, huh? Actually, I'm a Marine. Oh, that's right. He yeah. clarifies. Yeah. yeah. So GI is a soldier. I'm actually I'm a Marine. Yeah. And again, the Darren's like. I know you hear uh, in the background is one of the best. <laughs> what was that? And there's loads of great little, I guess, ad lib bits. We can tell the director saying, like, "Okay, as you're walking away, just I don't know, just talk about like business or something." Yeah. There's loads of bits of, of extras and even main cast doing yeah. things like that. So. The scene ends with Darren and his lackey walking away. And they're just saying stupid shit like, 
Oh, um, yeah, there's a boy swimming in the sea over there. Yeah, and, and then we got to get ready for the, the nine o'clock presentation on. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, like, you know, when I said ad lib, like, I meant reasonably well, not terribly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are paying you for this. Yeah, like, just, you know, oh, some new carpets put down there and. Three dollars twenty-two per square yard. Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So it's something a bit better than this. Come on. So, excuse me. You have acted in stuff before, right? You do know how to get into a role at a basic level. Yeah. He just comment. They walk off, and he's just commenting on things around him. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, quite bizarre. Quite possibly one of the highlights of the movie for me. <laughs> Begin to get this. There's a little bit of a thing where, he, in this scene and another scene later. That Greenpeace are doing his head in. Not quite sure why. Remember, Greenpeace are mentioned like three or four times. Oh, some environmentalist groups are really pissing uh, Darren Cooper off, but he seems to be pissed off by everyone and yeah. everything. Yeah. And he's like, oh, just leave me alone with my money. Oh, why can't I have everything? <laughs> yeah. And apparently, he's famous for writing a book called Why Shouldn't You Have Everything? Yeah. And that's kind of tagline. Yeah. But he's some, I don't know, is it clear? Because he, he talks about environmental, like, uh, clean energy or something or yeah they've harnessed thermal energy uh, and whatever to be honest it's not very fleshed out no not so much no it's established that darren's a dick mm-hmm. and and immediately joe and darren are like off onto the wrong foot together but yeah. it's not hard to do because again see above darren's yeah. a dick the next character we meet is church yeah and i wrote here holy shit it's it's merle from walking dead and uh what's he called in guardians of the galaxy i forget but anyway, I can't remember, yeah. Michael Rooker. Yeah, and I wrote Jesus, a real actor. Yeah, <laughs> finally a real actor. And it's quite, it's quite funny because in his scenes, like just because he's a good actor, those scenes are enjoyable. Yeah, it is. So they go into he's head and shoulders above. Well, I want to say the the woman who plays Robin is quite a good he's actress. A really also. good actress. Yeah, yeah. But he's way above Darren and Joe stuff, and these yeah. are the only characters we've met so far. Yeah, Darren's properly true in the scenery. Yeah, so they go there. Um, they he's go a diving instructor to, or something? Yeah, they go there to hire snorkeling yeah. equipment. And he's a bit of a lazy guy. And he's like, oh, we're, like, closed. we're closed. And then she says, oh, can you just do it as a favor for a Yankee? And then he says, yeah, okay, but I guess because you are a Yankee, I'll be honest, I'm going to overcharge you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. That's <laughs> good luck. Yeah. And he, I mean, he wasn't delivering it in full proper Michael Rooker style. Like, yeah. But it's still way better than anything that's been oh, done yeah. so far in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he drops them off to uh, a bay for, mm-hmm. for snorkeling, whatever. And he drops them off and says, oh, by the way, there's a cave at the back there. It'll lead you straight back to the resort. Oh, cool. Thanks. And yeah. he goes off. And, and we find out he was in the army. Yeah. He was an explosives guy. Yeah. So he calls him a, so Joe calls him a powder monkey. Yeah. Which I guess is in military <laughs> I types. almost said powder head, but that's a completely <laughs> different thing. So <laughs> yeah. So he calls him a powder head. Yeah, I was in the army, man. I did loads and loads of cocaine. I mean, explosives. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, this yeah, so powder monkey seems to be a kind of term, of, like slightly ribbing term of endearment. But those two have hit it off. Yeah, yeah. They go through the they're quite lovey dovey. They go through the caves. They Make come it back out, to the resort. Yeah, find out that it is it does go directly back to the resort. 
then we go to the party, the launch party. Yeah, the big party, the big speech. So I guess it's the opening of this fantastic resort. (laughs) Finger boys are playing. Yeah. Everyone's having great crack. Darren's up there. He's going to make a speech. He's like, a lot of his books are on the table. Yeah. Just before he gives his speech, they clash again because he comes up. Joe and Robin are talking. He comes up to them. And it's pretty rude to Robin. Yeah. So Joe steps in, and then she. Hey, t- buddy, what's hey. your problem? I just acted way better than Teddy yeah. Biasi. Hey there, buddy, what's your problem? <laughs> but then Robin has a bit of a go at Joe, like just stare at this, and turns around to Darren, like that won't happen again, and mm. blah blah blah. So he gets a bit. Of, he goes in the huff. Yeah. And he walks away. He minces away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never been spoken to like that. So he goes down. He goes down to the shore where Powder Monkey Church. Church is there with explosives. Well, Joe goes down to the. the Joe goes down, yeah. And explosive. Church is there. Church is going to do some fireworks. As yeah. Part of the event. Did you notice he's got a big cigar in his mouth? Yeah. Well, and it's surrounded by a huge amount of fireworks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not legit. Yeah. Well, I guess he's just, he's he's so good at his job that yeah. he can be a walking fire hazard. Yeah. yeah. He tells him, well, you should just go, and, no matter what, you should just go and say sorry to your wife. You know, just suck it up. Yeah. Go back there and say sorry. See, Joe begins to walk back very soon after. It's straight as the fireworks go yeah, off, yeah. isn't it? As soon as the fireworks go off. Joe notices, like, Joe gets, he's looking at the fireworks and they're pretty good and then he gets some kind of inclination, I guess the sound maybe. Yeah. And yeah, a rocket is coming right towards <laughs> it's him. It's yeah. a great big bloody rocket coming yeah, yeah. right at him. Yeah. And he uses... Yeah, his, his marine skills to slow motion dodge it like yeah. oh, oh, then that blows up a tower in the building yeah surveillance yeah. tower yeah and it, I thought it was quite it was reasonably well done yeah. this bit because it, all the crowd are like oh wow that's not a firework yeah like, mm, that firework went a little bit haywire that guy's probably dead the guy just yeah. fell out there and then it quickly becomes clear there's like shit something's going on yeah yeah and i wrote because you see the, like these landing craft show up on the beach yeah and all these um just stereotypes come running out of yeah. the, the landing craft i wrote jesus it's turned into invasion usa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i guess it's invasion southeast asia that's right yeah yeah bad guys storm the hotel and now what are these bad guys think they're wearing masks when they yeah. turn up. They have a beaner bonnet about the corrupting influence of Western money and power. Yeah. So that's, that's one That's their whole shtick. Of which Darren Cooper is a kind of obvious example. And then they've yeah. also taken this island, which we find out later is one of them says, like, you know, created a resort that I couldn't even afford. You know, I've worked here, I've lived here my whole life and I've now helped create a resort where I could never afford to stay. Yeah. Um, so I mean that makes some sense, but usually that's not enough to just make people into terrorists. But hmm. so they're described as insurgents, aren't they? Yeah, separatists. Or separatists. That's it. So that's, they, that, they want to separate from the great nation of Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah, they want to make their own mini Southeast Asia. Yeah, <laughs> South Southeast Asia. Yeah, Thailand. A completely <laughs> different country. Yeah. Yeah. Again, best not looked into. But basically, yeah, they they come up they come up very heavily armed and mm. take everyone hostage yeah 
Joe tries to fight his way through some of them. He manages to kill a few of them to try and rescue his wife. And, but he gets... Well, one of the insurgents like smashes him over the head with a champagne bottle. That's right. And that kind of stuns him a little bit. And then he tries to get to the area where his wife is. But does he fall or jump off a ledge? And then a man, Church, Michael Rooker, just pulls That's him true. up and says, yeah. like, Hey, Marine, better come with me. And, like, yeah. and then... And the next scene, it's like he wakes up on a gurney or a stretcher. Yeah. Like, oh, where am I? And he's in some sort of, I don't know, some... So the army have set up a little surgical hospital? The Southeast Asian Army, yeah. They yeah, set up yeah. A, like a, a, a MASH unit. Yeah. And uh, church is there. And... Then uh, they're yeah. watching because the insurgents or the separatists have me then they have a video statement don't they yeah and they, they watch that yeah and the this video is, statement is like they, they demand tribute they want cash yeah. yeah and this is when I realised that from the voice it's like oh it's Temuera Morrison yeah Demo De- yeah the, the leader of this insurgency is great New Zealand actor Temuera Morrison yeah in this film, he's known as Demo, which is a weird name. And he's not even Southeast Asian. He's not even Southeast Asian. Yeah, why? It's so bizarre. You've got this this group of separatists who want to separate from some country somewhere mm. yeah. in Southeast Asia. And they seem to be a bit of a hodgepodge. Some, Most of them do appear to be Southeast Asian. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I saw a few like darker-skinned guys in there and a few whiter skinned guys and they got Damo their leader is this this, this Maori guy from yeah. New Zealand yeah, yeah. okay yeah, it's a bit of a motley crew it is but yeah it is yeah so they want tribute they want money and um, they want Darren to yeah Darren has to like wire it doesn't he yeah yeah. Uh, they say to like Darren Cooper you can wire us the money yeah. otherwise we start killing everybody yeah and they do kill the assistant like Darren Cooper's assistant that's don't right they? Yeah. yeah which is a bit you don't harsh. see it happen, but yeah. it's implied that they behead him, which yes. is pretty nasty. Back in the makeshift hospital unit, mm-hmm. we see a guy, I guess he's a representative from the government, the Southeast Asian government. Mm-hmm. That's right. And there's a lot of back and forth between him and some army personnel saying, what are you going to do about this? It's like, well, we're going to do what we always do in these situations. And then cut to a scene of a ragtag group of ragamuffins that's right yeah turn up in jeeps and it's only the bloody A-team no it's (laughs) (laughs) even better it's a group of mercenaries yeah they've hired a bunch of mercenaries to go in there and maybe maybe try and rescue well then again as the A-team were called they're soldiers of fortune yes yeah they come into the tent Joe's in there he's going like what the hell's going on and he says like these are mercenaries and they say who the hell are you I'm a marine. Like, oh, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. That's <laughs> best great. Oh, well done. Yeah. yeah, the leader of the of the mercenaries. He's a really he's quite a good actor, actually. Yeah, he's not bad. He's, just, he's like, oh, well done, Mister Marine. Like, <laughs> just stay out of my way. <laughs> I'm coming in with you. If you come in, if I see you in there, I'm gonna shoot you as an enemy. <laughs> yeah, so you'd be if you go in there, then you're an enemy, and I shoot you on sight. Yeah. Yep. there's no messing around yeah, with he's not guys. messing yeah there's, there's not much to say really that they send these mercenaries in yeah and brr, brr, bang bang <laughs> stuff happens yeah Joe and Joe does manage to wrangle his way in with them the second team of mercenaries who are coming I guess they're entering the, the hotel from another 
entrance. Mm-hmm. You hear some shots in yeah. the back in the distance somewhere. Mercenary unit one with the leader and Joe. Like, what was that? Okay, let's go and check it out. Something's mm-hmm. happened. And about six of their mercenary squad have been shot all in the back mm. because dun 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 traitors. One of the mercenaries is a guy called Blondie, and he was leading the second unit approaching mm. the hotel from another side. And it turns out, because they are soldiers of fortune, yeah. they'll answer to the highest bidder. And I guess he got bought out by the separatists, terrorists. Yeah. I mean, it's actually because the other leader is quite clear about it. Just like, yeah, I mean, that can happen. Yeah. And everyone's workplace, there's you know some things you have to put up with. And I guess being a mercenary, one of the things you have to put up with is that you're walking towards somewhere and the guy gets a message something's changed he turns around and shoots you instead yeah you're like but I like the fact that the mercenary code you're like ah I may have done the same I'm not gonna hold that against them yeah <laughs> then the spotlights come on and the terrorists open fire on them and take out most of the mercenaries Joe and the leader of the mercenaries who I forget who his name mm. is they get pinned down mercenary guy gets That's shot like Abel one of my cock is it <laughs> There's an actress in this whose name is Abel Wanamakok. I believe there's a joke there somewhere. I'm not going to make it. (laughs) You put two and two together, Mm -hmm. which, as we all know, is five. Plan's been rumbled. So Joe and the injured mercenary leader, they make it out of there just. The other mercenary leader, he's, he's injured. And they go back to the compound saying, like, what the hell, man? Why are you hiring mercenaries? You know, this can happen. Mm. The second in charge of the separatist terrorist group now, he's really, he's angry. And he says so. Oh, I'm angry. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He's got, a, he's got, a, like, a real bee in his bonnet, that yeah, guy. Yeah, and he threatens to start killing the hostages. Proper Corbon, as yeah. they say. Yeah. He's it's like, okay, you kill our people. We kill you now. And Yeah. But then Damo steps in and is like, no, little brother. Just That's right. Yeah. It's his little brother. Like, yeah. They, they really look alike. Yes, very much so. <laughs> this is when it just got quite formulaic and it's not that well shot. No. Some of the action and the CGI explosions. Because after that, there really isn't much memorable up until we get towards the denouement. denouement. I really started to drift off here. Yeah. Because it just gets very... You know that they're going to go back and get Joe's going to go in and, and go solo. Joe tries to get church to go in with him says, yeah on, I, on, I, I quite like that because church yeah. was like no like yeah i can't do this like yeah. i was i was never i think it's just like i was never a great soldier i was okay as part of a team but yeah this is way big too big for me yeah yeah i was like oh surprise but he does joe does manage to win over church somewhat doesn't he, he gets church to drop him off yeah church. at that bay yes i think at that, that that bay which has the cave that leads into the yeah. Yeah, so you know, yeah, church does you know, yeah, come through. But just, you thought before that conversation took place that oh, those two are going to join forces and they'll win it. Yeah. So I was quite pleasantly surprised that the script was like, nah, church is like an old geezer now. He's retired. He's like, nah, I, I can't do this. Now begins uh, about fifteen minutes of Joe uh, sneaking around the hotel complex, picking off guards. Really. Yeah. He finds the guy Blondie who's who sold them out, the mm-hmm. mercenary who sold them all out, right? And th- this was a bit twisted. You know, he he tortures Blondie, mm, yeah. and it's quite graphic. He yeah, sticks yeah. his first. He puts his fingers into a like a trouser press, a hot trouser yeah, press, because yeah. they're in the laundry room, aren't yeah. they? 
And he, you know, he just sandwiches his fingers in there, like, tell me where they, tell me where the leader is, you know, and just jams his fingers into yeah. the thing. And he's, he's like, no, I'll never talk. So then he puts his whole hand in there, yes. cooks his whole hand. Then he puts his whole arm in there and yeah. finally he talks. And they show his arm is, just looks like, yeah, yeah. like a, a really well done pizza. Yeah, that bit is a bit like... It's pretty, wow. He's not messing around, yeah. I did not expect this. Yeah. So uh, they, they did something a little bit different there. But with all that noise going on, it's making so much noise. But up until that point, he sneaked around yeah. and stealthily killed these guards to get inside. And, so and then of course, he's like, ah, but... Of course, Damo and his little brother turn up. Yeah. Just as he's about to kill Blondie. Yeah. And, you know, a big fight happens. And then, it, you know cats out of the bag the whole bunch of separatists they're, they're alerted to his presence and they're mm. chasing him through the hotel and he gets shot at one point doesn't he he does yeah somewhere he goes yeah. oh shit and it doesn't seem to do anything nah he's a marine doesn't he it gets sh- I thought he got shot in the leg or the hip or something I thought it was the leg yeah yeah but then instantly the bad guys shooting at him as soon as they shoot him instantly those guys run out of ammo and it just hard cuts to like like this this ridiculous action scene yeah. hand-to-hand combat there's no like throwing the guns down and then them looking at each other with a bit of like two seconds tension it's just these guys oh we're out of ammo and then it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the um and it's really really cheesily choreographed the one i seem to remember as well who was the guy that he stood on a guy's neck and then broke his neck? Oh, yeah, yeah. But he stood on a guy's neck. The guy was on the top of a sort of serving table. Yeah. So then he also goes on top of that table and stands on his neck and breaks his neck that yeah. way. But you're like, that's dangerous. Like, you're balancing on top of the table as well. And it wasn't like a great shot. It's not like they did it because it was silly, but it looked awesome. Yeah. It looked silly as well. Yeah. It just looked awkward. Yeah. It's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He could have fallen there. That could have twisted fallen. his ankle. Exactly, yeah. And then he would have been, oh, my ankle. Oh, my ankle. <laughs> Joe Linwood, the Marine from Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been shot somewhere. <laughs> He's Joe the Marine, so he just takes yeah. them all out anyway. Yeah. He does make it to where the hostages are being kept. Mm-hmm. He almost succeeds in releasing them and he's leading them out mm-hmm. outside to rescue them. But they get, oh, it's really funny. Suddenly in slow motion, a guy, one of the bad guys <laughs> comes out of nowhere yeah. and yeah. just kicks him. It does his flying kick straight into Joe's face and it's on slow motion. And Joe's face is like, oh, <laughs> it looked really good. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. So that's that plan. Guttled. Joe's a hostage now. Dalt. Turns out the representative from the Southeast Asian government, he was a bad guy all along too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been towing the line of the That's separatists. That's right. In great, everyone does this, but in great movie tradition, he decides to tell Joe. But while Joe's in that position, he's like, yeah, I'll just tell you exactly what's happening. Demo kills the guy, kills the representative, remember? He does. In a bitch. Yeah. This is the thing that, this stuck in my mind just because it was a bit like, Wow. They put the bomb around his neck and then they send yeah. him out. But he hasn't walked that far. He's probably only about like sort of four meters away. So he's outside about four meters away with a glass door, yeah. like a paneled glass door. Uh, and he explodes and Demo just sort of sta- Like it shows you all the flying glass and yeah. Demo just sort of slightly moves away from it. But like just stands there as, I'm a hard man. Yeah. Anyway, you must have, but it's a glass all over you, mate. Not to mention no eardrums. Yeah, left. yeah, but, but he's fine. 
Well, they get out of there because, in the end, old Church comes through with his fireworks to sort of mimic some kind of attack going on. Yeah. Joe slips out of the handcuffs, very painfully looking. Yeah, that, that looked horrible. Yeah. And it just goes into final fight mode now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of... It's a bit of a blur here, actually. To they fight and they end up on the boat, don't they? And I do like this bit where they sort of... They both fight and then they fall and Joe goes through the the wooden pier, remember? Yeah. He crashes right through that. But then he manages to sort of sticks that pole in him. But yeah, that's right. Damon goes harpoon, kills, yeah. Gets a yeah. massive harpoon. But he's not dead yet. He's not dead, he's dead yet. Yeah. But there's a one last, you know, Robin and Joe. Oh, he survived. Was it? Ah! Damon's yeah. back up. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been absolutely skewered by this huge harpoon. Yeah. He seems to be fine. Well, I mean, for him, actually, it's probably less than what he went through with that explosion, like three feet behind him. Yeah. He was fine with that. He's like, nah, I'm all right. Then they kill Damon. Yeah. And that's it. And the Marine 2 is finished. Ends. Yeah. And Just like that. And it was all right. Yeah. But it's, unfortunately, it is a sort of 4.5 or 5. 4.5, probably. I wouldn't, I couldn't recommend it to anyone. <sighs> no, we've, we've raced through that final sort of 20 minutes there. And honestly, I think you were the same as I was. I was a bit. I was uh, kind of nodding off. Kind yeah. of rapidly losing consciousness at this yeah, point. It's just, it's just not engaging. You can tell the budget is even lower for mm. the Marine. Not that the Marine's budget was high, but apparently the Marine had a 20 million budget, which is all right. You're gonna be able, you can make something respectable with that amount mm. of money. Apparently, the Marine Two was made for 1.5 million dollars. Jeez, right. which is nothing. I mean, church's fee alone would have been. God, some yeah. of that, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, Michael Rooker, pretty, you know, pretty well-known actor, well-known yeah. actor. Tamara Morrison, while not on the same level as Michael it wouldn't Rooker, wouldn't be cheap. Wouldn't have been cheap because by that point, Tamara Morrison, he's been around. He's yeah. he's done big Hollywood productions yeah. before. Yeah, and he went on to do many more. Yeah, yeah. He was just in Aquaman last year. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't believe that. One point five million dollars. And Jeez, it looks yeah. like it. Oh, yeah. Because not to say that it looks cheap, but there's just nothing remarkable in the cinematography. No. It's all like just hello, aerial shots of the resort, which is very nice. I think it's it's PP Island. Cool PP, it looks like. Cool yeah. PP, yeah. Yeah. In Thailand, one of the famous World Heritage sites there. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I wonder but, if some of that was stock footage as well, because there's lots of stock it, footage of that place. Yeah, it must be, yeah. From the tourist board and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess most of the budget was... You know, the fee the cast's fee. Yeah. And and then all those CGI explosions that they put on. Feels like a TV. Feels like a show. TV movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah really yeah. does. Ah, well, I mean... It's not awful. It's not awful at all, yeah. It's just... I can't recommend it, though, yeah. But it's just, yeah, if, if it didn't exist, it'd be fine. Yeah. I, I give it a four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't reach the heady heights of It's the nowhere Marine. near as much fun as the Marine. It isn't. The Marine is fun. Yeah. I would like to think... I found a reason why it's nowhere near as fun or as good as the Marine because I couldn't see Vincent Kennedy McMahon's name anywhere in the production ah, credits. Because yeah, he would just be like, what's all this talking, damn it? Yeah. I want explosions. I want fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ted, this- you're crap. You're fire. <laughs> as harsh as that sounds, he was crap. Yeah. Like, you know, said, McMahon, uh, if McMahon had been there, we would have fired him. I wonder if Vince could have done that to play the Marine. Well, I said, <laughs> the Marine, you, you just, as you said, we got that sense of Vince coked out his brains and his pants, 
<laughs> writing bits in Marine, and this had no touch of Vince on it no. at all. No. Well, where do we go from here? Um, back to the kitty. I think so. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while since we've gone to the <coughs> mm, the movie kitty. That's right. Where we had, I think, about six, six, seven movies. Yeah, in there. And the first time we, <laughs> we, oh god, yeah, that was traumatic. Yeah. We definitely got the worst movie out of the way first. Yeah, you may remember that we we oh, Jack. we inflicted Jack upon ourselves. Yeah, which is truly, truly horrible. Rape. Oh, enough said about that. Uh, but I think we've got some great. Oh, we've got things like Carl Weathers, Guy Busey, yeah. Michael Ironside. Yeah. I'm looking forward to some of those movies. Yes. So, yeah, next episode, we will delve back. We'll do a kitty draw. Yeah, we'll delve back into the kitty and see what the kitty has in store for us. In the meantime, if you liked this episode, why not leave a comment on iTunes and a a nice rating if you have Mm -hmm. the time to? We'd very much appreciate that. Also, if you want to listen to any of our back catalogue of episodes, we've got every single episode we've ever done. Mm-hmm. hours and hours of drivel from us two <laughs> all available on the flixforecast.com that's all one word with an x flixforecast can you imagine someone listening to like hours and hours of that they would definitely they would come out a bit dumber <laughs> according sure. to the stats somebody has good lord thank you whoever you are yeah it's um some, it's our fan in israel again I yeah think. and uh, hey if, if you're listening thanks yeah no, we, we actually truly appreciate that yeah but no it's great just small world having a fan in israel where you just just it, you just think wonder how that person even sort of stumbled upon her i know yeah sure, yeah honestly we truly do thank you for listening yes uh, dear listener um, anyone listening yeah yeah we really appreciate it yeah all our stuff's on the flixforecast.com and you can also find us on soundcloud I nearly said Spotify, but we're not. Still not on Spotify. But Google Play and Stitcher, we are on. We're also on iHeartRadio, too. Anyway, we'll see you next time for our second draw of The Movie Kitty.